0: Hi, and welcome to episode 56 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy
1: Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. I've got three kiddos who
0: are in elementary school. Yes. I'm um, getting like older every day it's too Mm -hmm. much for me yeah i can't (laughs) our goal with this podcast we want to cook a little better learn a little bit about food and most importantly figure out what the heck to have for dinner And here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and other places around the world wide web. We'll have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list I make every week on our website, dinnersisters.com. You could also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter. If you'd like to preview the recipes before listening, or maybe check out some things that we're reading that we found interesting.
1: All right, Kate, before we get started, we want to just talk a little bit about pro tips. We've got a new weekly episode with tips, tricks, and good advice for dinner and just kind of in the kitchen generally, and we're excited to share this with you.
0: Yes, it's been so fun. We have two out now, and you could listen to them both in, I think, like less than 12 minutes, So, which is so fun. Um, the most awesome thing about this pro tip is that we are looking for listener pro tips, which means that you could star in your own episode. Right, it's really fun.
1: I think this is just going to be a really cool community building thing for us all to do together. So if you have an tip, send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. You can email your voice memo to us. And then I can just take that voice memo and I'll drop it in the episode. If that's new to you or you don't know how to email a voice memo it's actually just like sending like a picture from your phone but if you need help send us an email with your idea and we'll send you directions
0: yes so don't worry we wrote up the directions step by step for android and iphone you can shoot those your way and you can it's like one two three it's a lot easier than you may think so i hope to hear from a bunch of you soon but back to the recipes betsy all right, this
1: week's recipes were chickpea sunflower sandwich from The Minimalist Baker, Cuban-style black beans from Food and & Wine, and simple riboletta from
0: Bon Appetit. Yes, so last week was all about chicken, like all chicken all the time, which is a great weeknight staple. But this week we're talking about another dinner time staple, beans, so it's all beans all the time. Uh, Betsy, you and I have talked about our love of beans before, I mean, (laughs) which is like, oh, we talk about beans all the time, but it's true. They're a cheap protein that are super healthy, kind of better for the environment, um, and are used all over the world. So what's not to love?
1: Yeah, I'm excited about this episode because I feel like even though all of the above is true, a lot of us still kind of struggle with new recipes in this category. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of hard to find... A really like great inspiring bean recipe. I feel like I keep keep going back to the things I usually make. So I was excited for this week to, to try some try some different things out. What? what what do we have first?
0: Yeah, the next recipe is definitely something new for me. It is chickpea sunflower sandwich from minimalist baker. And to be honest, I've I mean, I've heard of chickpea sandwiches before. It's usually a vegan or vegetarian version on like the tuna salad or egg salad sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read a few recipes, but never really pulled the trigger. I don't know. Maybe I was like, eh, I can always make tuna salad, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's too yeah. starchy, but here we are. It's the bean episode. Um, And so you can make this all in one bowl, basically, which is also really nice. It's very convenient, uses canned beans. Mm -hmm. So you just mash a can of chickpeas with um, some mayonnaise. And this recipe says vegan, but, you know, do it if you want. If you're vegan, go for it. If you're not, just use the mayo in the fridge. Mustard, some maple syrup, a little bit of chopped red onion, dill, and salt and pepper. You just... Mash that up together until you get this nice spreadable mix, and then you shake in a bunch of sunflower seeds. Mix it again for a little bit of crunch. And what you want is like a spreadable texture, right? You're going to put it on a sandwich. There is also an optional garlic herb sauce, which is just some hummus, lemon juice dill, and garlic mixed together into a kind of a runny topping. So the recipe suggests spreading the chickpea salad on some multigrain bread or toast, drizzling the garlic herb sauce on top, and then adding your favorite sandwich toppings like tomato, onion, and lettuce. I mean, this makes a really hearty sandwich with plenty of crunch and a little kind of sweet tangy thing going on with the mustard and the maple syrup. So what did you think? Yeah, I kind of... um I also thought this was going to
1: be way too starchy, like Mm. beans on Mm -hmm. bread. bread. Yeah, and and I kind of liked it though. I I thought this was pretty good. So I actually had ordered before I made this. Uh. I ordered a very similar kind of chickpea dish when I was out at a cute coffee shop with a friend. That's called Muchachos here in Atlanta, and they had these bowls, and there was they kind of had something that looked like this, like kind of dressed. chickpeas and the mm-hmm. mustard and, you know, dressing type of thing, but they weren't mashed. And I really liked that kind of as a salad whole type thing.
0: Yeah, like a little salad Buddha bowl situation.
1: Yeah. So I actually just left mine, my chickpeas whole because I wanted to try that also. And oh. so, yeah, but still when I put them on top of like a piece of thick country bread, Mm hmm. It was totally fine. I thought this oh, was really Oh, you mean like an really open
0: face sandwich situation?
1: I did make an open. You'll be able to see it because I actually took a picture this week, which I Ooh. normally am very lazy about. But I took a picture of this one, <laughs> which true. I didn't do totally correctly. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> so like the one time you don't make the recipe, right, you're like, <laughs> yeah. I took a picture of
1: it. <laughs> and I took a picture of it like next to a picnic basket. And it's really cute. I mean, that uh, sounds
0: adorable. So yeah, fine. Yeah.
1: So we'll <laughs> all see it. Uh, my not mashed chickpeas. Uh, but I had it for lunch a couple times, just with some triscuits and like some you know baby carrots. And the way yeah. they served it at the coffee shop was with um, they kind of had this in a bowl with some chopped pickled beets and then some Ooh. chopped steamed
0: potatoes. And so they went a little like Baltic, yeah, Eastern European with that. Mm-hmm. Yum!
1: Yeah, I really I've- good.
0: Yeah, I think kind of the same thing. I think I described this sandwich to you, because I made it before you did, as the sort of Mm -hmm. thing you get at a really good health food store or restaurant. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Like one that actually the food tastes great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it it feels kind of like crunchy, like health food 70s inspired almost yes
0: it kind of does but (laughs) like the best possible way Uh it was very filling too which i i was like oh like i was full after eating this yeah i think the chickpeas are really nice and creamy with that crunch of the sunflower seeds i actually packed so i mashed it because i follow recipes
1: Mm -hmm. um (laughs) that's why we're such a dynamic duo okay i know
0: So I mashed it, and and I spread it as a sandwich a couple times, and it packed really well, um, held up for lunch, which was nice. Uh, I also made it into a salad, which was also great. Uh, I loved having this in the fridge for lunch. It was really flexible, and I might try not mashing it next time and have it on the trisktits and and, um, baby carrots thing. You know, I did make the garlic sauce. I will say I didn't really taste it on the sandwich. The the chickpea mash is so flavorful. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the garlic sauce did much. I
1: didn't make it because it was just, I mean, it's a tahini sauce on top of chickpeas. I just thought.
0: Yeah. I mean, your instincts were good on this. Yeah. But I Mm -hmm. made it, put it in the sandwich, was like, eh. And then I had it in the fridge and then I steamed some broccoli later that week. And I was Mm. like, well, I got this garlic sauce. It was really good. So I would make that garlic sauce because it's just like hummus from the fridge, lemon juice and garlic.
1: Yeah, yeah, crazy, mm-hmm.
0: right? So, yeah. like, I was like, oh, and I don't know. You steam one vegetable, you steamed them all. Like, you kind of want something on top of there. Yeah. And I feel like it, and it, it's not too, um, it's not going to blow the fact that you just steamed a vegetable. You know, yeah. like topping it with cheese,
1: <laughs> which right. is
0: delicious. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm n- no hate. So, in any case, back to the whole recipe. This was a four out of five for me. I was pleasantly surprised. I might tinker with the seasonings a bit. Like, I kind of want some heat in there, maybe, like a little sriracha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this was also a four to five for me. And it's
1: definitely a nice recipe as written. But I think I'm kind of with you on this. You could really personalize this and figure out your exact chickpea salad that Mm -hmm. you love. Like it. All right. So our second recipe is Cuban style black
0: beans from food and wine. Kate, tell us how this is done. Making a pot of beans is one of those things that food prep blogs and Facebook groups are always telling you to do. But a plain pot of beans is is fine. Like, great. Like, yes, it's great to have a pot of cooked beans in your fridge, right? But not always, I want some more of those delicious pot of black beans I made in the fridge. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think everyone's had bean fatigue. Right. So I found this recipe of Cuban style black beans because it was vegetarian, which I thought would be good for this. I I didn't want to make an episode about beans and just have everything of bacon in it. Right. Right. So (laughs) it is Uh, vegetarian, but it had a lot of flavor giving ingredients in it. So it's a pound of dry black beans and you combine them with a half of an onion, whole, half of a whole bell pepper bay leaves, and water. You pressure cook that, like instant pot it, for 15 minutes. And while that's going, you chop up um, one and a half green peppers, one and a half onions, and garlic. So like a lot, right? And you saute that with olive oil and then add some aromatic salt and pepper, bay leaves again, cumin, and oregano. You add in some tomato paste to that vegetable mix and a little bit of white wine. Cooking until the white wine is almost all evaporated. Then what you do, you take the black beans from your pressure cooker and you dump it into those vegetables and simmer for about 30 minutes or so until the beans are done. You know, at the end, you do have a giant pot of black beans. Like, this is a lot of beans. Mm -hmm. Um, But it smells like oniony and bell peppery um, and, you know, all those aromatics. So, Betsy, how did this go over?
1: I really liked having this uh, pot of beans in my fridge all week i'll tell you that mm, i so nice. the first night we made them i had black beans and rice that was just really easy and simple we liked yeah. it throw some cheddar cheese over the top of that can't go wrong mexican blend and Ooh, your kids do
0: love a mexican blend
1: And they do yeah <laughs> so that was how we did it the first night second night i did some chicken tacos nice. and also in the instant pot had those on the side, and then I used the rest of them for this black bean sweet potato recipe we have coming up. So, Flexible. Flexible. I felt like we just really used them, but we weren't tired of them. And I loved all that green pepper before. in there, and they were so flavorful, and they were good. Yeah. I liked them.
0: I was surprised. I made the whole recipe of this because sometimes I just am like, ugh, I don't want to think about how to have this. And so I just – and then I was like, oh, man. I just made Mm -hmm. a pound of black beans. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I looked at the bowl and was like, oh, I may have made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, it makes a lot. But the beans, like Betsy, like you're saying, they're so flavorful. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned the olive oil. There's a good amount of olive oil in these and a good amount of salt. Beans take a lot of salt. And this recipe is no exception. Also, you know, guys, just add the full quarter cup of olive oil. It's not a lot for all the servings you get. And that fat Mm -hmm. really carries the flavor for the beans, especially. Um, You know, And you could, like, do it to your preference. If you don't want as brothy beans, just mash some of those beans that are cooking with your spoon. And you'll get a little bit of that um, broken down starch. It'll thicken it up a bit. Or you can always... um, dilute it with a little bit of water or stock and make it kind of a a brothy style, um, beans, you know, we ate, so we definitely did the beans and rice. Um, I also made some maduras or the fried fried plantains, Mm, like the sweet ones. Yeah. Yum. So good. Um, and that really kind of bulked out the meal and made it super delicious. James loves fried plantains. So he was super happy. Mm -hmm. Um, so good. And and I use it for like meals across the week. But like you said, it's just a nice flexible ingredient. I loved these black beans. I'm giving them a five out of five. How about you?
1: Yeah, I am too because this is something I will really use. And I mm-hmm. love that it's healthy and has lots of flavor. And it's like a bulk bean recipe. that's delicious. So...
0: Yeah, I mean, I bought the cheap beans at the grocery store because I couldn't be bothered. And they were like a dollar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... It's nice and thrifty. Okay. So our last recipe is a simple riboletta from Bon
0: Appetit. So I was seduced by this recipe on Instagram on their stories. Mm. Like I was like, oh, what's this? On when Bon Appetit was making it. It's like this bubbling stew of beans topped with toasted bread. I was like, Yeah. Um, so ribollita, Lita, I had to look it up. It's a Tuscan stew, traditional Tuscan stew with, um, beans, vegetables, and day-old bread. So it's kind of a thrifty meal. It's meant to be something to use up your day-old bread, some vegetables that are in the fridge. To make it, you saute carrots, celery, and onions first. And then you add eight cloves of garlic. And then a can of whole tomatoes with a juice reserved. And so what you're doing is like cooking down those tomatoes to kind of concentrate the flavor without having the liquid in. Mm-hmm. You do that sautéing until they're nice and thick and savory. Then you add the juice back in. A Parmesan rind, which is always a trick to get a little bit of savory, that umami in there. A can of cannellini beans, red pepper flakes, and water. You simmer for a bit and then you add in a whole bunch of kale. Wilt the kale down. And then you add chunks of day-old bread, kind of stir it up so the bread's in the soup to kind of thicken it, warm everything up. And the next thing that happens is kind of turns it into a casserole, which, like, I'm always into, right? Mm-hmm. So you just take the rest of your torn bread, layer it in on top of the stew, and drizzle the bread with olive oil. You put it in a hot, hot oven and let the bread toast and get all golden brown. You serve with plenty of Parmesan cheese. So I'm curious how this worked out for you. I thought this was okay. We
1: didn't. I mean, my family didn't love it. Out of all these mm. recipes, I would say it's one that was kind of a little bit more meh. Um, it does have kind of that rustic peasant vibe,
0: <laughs> like right. It, you know, it what is. I mean? It's very much like peasant food for sure.
1: Yes, and
0: I will. I will say if I'm
1: just saying to my family we're having lentil soup for dinner it is not mm. people just don't they don't get excited they don't get excited and I think one of the problems with doing this podcast is <laughs> we make a lot of exciting dishes yes
0: <laughs> that are, I yeah
1: packed with flavor so this <laughs> fell a little flat but I think it also might be because we're cooking like maniacs and now I <laughs> my family is like oh this isn't a Thai shrimp curry, well... I know. They're
0: like, be gone. (laughs) I mean, but I will say to our listeners, who I do want to always give them super flavorful, delicious recipes, this wouldn't be one of my top recommendations. I did also feel like it fell flat. I have some thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. I feel like with just water and no stock or chicken bouillon or anything, the broth wasn't super exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I sauteed the vegetables long enough, so they're kind of crunchy, which I'm not... I don't like that in a soup. It just, yeah. It's not my thing. Like, I don't feel like the cooking times were long enough. Um, you know, and, and I think you could, like, simmer the soup for longer, maybe even with the kale out without the kale in there to get the vegetable softer and a bit more soup-like and get a bit more flavor in there. If you, like, simmer the Parmesan rind for longer, you'd get more flavor, that mm-hmm. Parmesan flavor in there. Um. So, I don't know. I think some of it was user error. I think some of it was just a little bit of underwhelming flavor in the recipe. I did look at other recipes for Ribolita and was like, oh. So, there's like a couple out there. Ina's got one. There's one for the Food Network that um, purees some of the beans, for instance. Oh, interesting. You know, um, add some, I wonder if like tomato paste would actually be good in this. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, some stronger. Yeah, just get some stronger flavor. So, but I really liked the Bon Appetit red topping idea because that does not come up in all the other recipes that I saw. Hmm. You know, so I'm, I think the topping is like enough for me to give this a three out of five. I'm a little disappointed. I felt like I was maybe seduced by an Instagram story. Um, what did you, what would you give it, Betsy? I'm going to give this also a three out of five. I like
1: your recommendation that if you think something like this might go over well in your family to maybe go go take a look at what else is out there.
0: Yeah, I might post some other pot potential recipes on our show notes just for folks to explore if they kind of like the idea of making a soup like this and mm-hmm. maybe want a recipe that's maybe has a bit more flavor. OK, cool. So what's your uh, favorite of the week? hmm. I. Oof. I'm like torn, but you know what? It was the chickpea salad. Cause I finally made it. I hadn't made it. I, you know, it's been on my list of things to make for years and mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised at how good it was. And I think it'd be something I'm going to make for myself for lunch, you know, ever so often. How about you?
1: I'm going with the Cuban black beans. Ooh. I think those were just very flavorful, great recipe, not too hard. Thrifty. Nice. Hits yeah. all my notes. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Perfect. Uh, If any of these recipes sound good, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. We've got links to all these recipes, any tips or techniques that we talked about, you know, the extra recipes that we mentioned, as well as a shopping list that I make every week that you could just take with you or download to your favorite like list app, print it out, do with it what you will. And if you'd like to chat more with us, maybe post some of your bean recipes or talk about your favorite chickpea salad, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We're at Dinner Sisters Podcast. You just search for that, find us, and request to get in, and uh, then we can talk.
1: Okay, Kate, this week on the Smorgasbord, we are talking about beans <laughs> and a few other things,
0: but let's yeah, start with beans, the beans. again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think I just wanted to like, I wasn't sure if some of this would come up. And so I wanted to share a few more tips that I've gathered over the years of cooking beans. The latest one that was just like a very Captain Obvious moment, but was a good reminder is that beans are a natural product. Which like, yes, Kate, I know that they grow on plants. Like con, right? (laughs) Thanks for that, Kate. Glad to listen to the podcast. (laughs) Right. But, all but sorts I, of gems. All sorts of gems. Um, but I think it's, it's the reason I'm mentioning it is because they can be unpredictable.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: if you're, get, if you're making beans and you're making them from dry beans and they're supposed to cook for 20 minutes and you taste them and they're not great tasting yet, you probably haven't cooked them enough. Add another 10 minutes to the, the timer. Add a little more water. Um, you know, whatever you need to do to keep it so that the beans are cooking and then taste again. Give it. Give the bean pot a good stir before you taste. Make sure you taste more than a bean. Taste like a couple. What you want the bean, even if you want them firm for a salad, you want them to taste creamy all the way through, not taste raw, and taste like something you want to like eat again is the only way I can put it. Um, if they taste flat, uh, I would recommend salting them again, stirring them up. You know, and then tasting again, you might even need to cook it a little bit and get the salt in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know you mentioned the salt before. I cannot mention it enough. Beans take a lot of salt. And so you're going to think that you're maybe even, you know, definitely salt as you go. Don't just like dump a quarter cup in there. <laughs> <And> They're <laughs> like, Kate said they take a lot of salt. <laughs> um, taste as you go. But you may find that there's they need more salt. And when they start to taste like, ooh, well, that's delicious. That's when you've added enough salt to the, to the beans. Also acid. Um, I've got a black bean recipe that I've been making for a while that has sherry in it because it's a little acidic. Limes. That's why limes and black beans taste so good together. So a little Mm -hmm. shot of apple cider vinegar and some pinto beans can really up the flavor. So just some things to think about. Um, But yeah, beans, they need a little zhuzhing. So I
1: love the idea of roasting beans and just about any kind of beans as a snack. And this came up as a listener snack uh, listener tip in the Facebook group. And also it's been something I've been doing for a while, which is, you know, you just get your oven on at about like 400. I usually roll my beans around in some olive oil and maybe salt and pepper or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but I've done it with chickpeas. I also ended up with some beans called goat eye beans from rancho oh. gordo that i did not know what to do with and so i roasted those <laughs> recently Yeah, yeah uh, I, I think it's anything that's kind of
0: rolly and firm works pretty right. well here uh and it's yeah, just really cool a, like tip. a yeah like a, a a yellow lentil would not be great but right you know or even some of the softer white beans i think might not be awesome but yeah i think you're right anything like a those goat eye beans sound amazing
1: Yeah, if you just picture something chickpea adjacent, an experiment.
0: Right. Right. Maybe we can put some ideas as show notes. Yeah. But I did want to loop back to another listener tip, Betsy, from our chicken episode last week. So one listener talked about Gwyneth Paltrow's 10-hour chicken.
1: Yes, this was our friend Natalie on Facebook. Instagram and she when we posted the buttermilk chicken from last week she had said you know what you really need to try is Gwyneth Paltrow's 10 hour chicken and I haven't dug too much into this but I guess the basic premise is that you can put your mm. chicken in in the morning 10 hours later at a very low heat you have chicken for dinner huh
0: so you just yeah. like it's kind of like just as a thing huh yeah I guess like a
1: slow-roasted chicken, almost. Right. yeah.
0: Well, you know what? I almost included a really similar recipe to that in last week's episode from the New York Times for what they call overnight chicken, which is like in a pot, like in a Dutch oven. But mm. I think it's the same kind of thing, right? So Gwyneth Paltrow's recipe is available anywhere. If you subscribe to New York Times, you can get this recipe. But kind of the same thing. You put a low oven, you leave it alone. This one's overnight, so you have it in the morning. Um, if you're not home during the day, that might be a better idea. I mean, ten hours is ten hours. fit it in where you can, yeah, you know, yeah. I think this sounds super fun. I wonder what the having the house smell like chicken all night would be like.
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> Especially oh if God. you have dogs. My dogs, <laughs> I think that would drive them crazy. <laughs> you would have a nut so <laughs>
0: well. I was thinking, like, James goes to bed much, like, I am an early to bed gal, and James goes to bed much later. So if he's on some sort of, like, Turner classic movie binge, which sometimes happens, and he goes to bed mm-hmm. at, like, 2 in the morning, but he's really hungry and has been smelling like chicken for a while, <laughs> like, I, gotta, <laughs> I worry about, like, what I would find in the morning. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure we could work it out. He's 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 good. He's good. But I feel like I may be torturing him. But we should try it. So maybe, uh, and let us know, listeners, if you um try this, maybe join our Facebook group and, and let us know how it goes. Oh, one last non-chicken thing, though. If you haven't noticed, I have been previewing the episode every week on Facebook and Instagram. I usually go on some sort of live video situation. So last week, I kind of I didn't time it right. I kind of baked a pineapple upside down cake and it was delicious. Um, I don't have evidence of the cake because everyone ate it, but I did also make some pineapple gin, which I also talked about on Sunday. And then again, um, this past week. So, If you're interested and you'd like to check me out and my gorgeous kitchen and my usually amazing hair, Um, usually like flyaway central, Um, we're usually on Facebook at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sundays, like maybe 205. I don't know. I try my best, but, you know, this is not exactly a professional setup. I also usually follow up on Instagram a little bit later, and I hope to see you then. All right, Kate, coming up next week, we're cooking make-ahead
1: dinners. And I'm looking forward to some kind of Korean-inspired hamburgers.
0: You know, normally I try to pick something else than you, but Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to those, too. Oh, that's funny.
1: (laughs) We'll see how they turn out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so
1: that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you.
0: Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes, grocery lists, and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at Dinner dinnersisterspodcast and send us a message there. We're also on Instagram, same handle. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. First of all, give us Betsy and I an ego boost and we talk about it for days. And secondly, that's how people get to know the podcast. Thanks and happy eating.